What's going on, guys? Your host, your boy, George McKay, and the one and only Uncle Bobby B, baby. And we are back here on MLW Rewind. This is the last rewind before the July 10th premiere. So when this drops, this will drop on July 3rd. We are literally under seven days away. Actually, sorry, July 4th. So we'll be under a week away from the premiere. This is going to drop on Sunday, July 4th. Happy Independence Day to all of our American listeners and followers. We appreciate you and love you. you and much. happy uh, 4th of July to all of the MLW roster. And Alicia Altoot, even though she's Canadian, we know she represents the Americans to the fullest. And she's very proud of that. We still claim her, though. We still claim her. We claim her as one of our yeah, own. She's our we have to. She's sorry, Canadian guys. bound. Sorry. She was born and raised Pickering. Sorry. That's same same with Chris Van Bleet. That's like, right. We, we claim him. So mm-hmm. sorry, guys. We do. So being that we're now fully vaccinated, we're fully vaccinated. We got our two pokes. We decided... We've come for this one in-house. No more fucking virtual in-house. We'll try to keep this going as long hey, as we can. did you get sick after yours? No, I didn't get sick at all. I, I passed out and puked after mine immediately. <laughs> they had to wheel me away and put me in a stretcher. Oh, shit. Uh, Sasha, my wife got it pretty rough. She had the chills and everything was up and down. But me, I didn't even have the arm pain this time around. I, I puked, felt fine. Puked and passed out. 10 out of 10. Would vax again. Would vax again. If you choose the vaccine, if you are pro-vaccination, all good. If you're not... To your opinion, we're not here to talk politics or beliefs today. What we are here to do is talk MLW. That's right. The last two rounds of the draft happened. A lot of big names, a lot of returning names, but a lot of big names. Most notably, the draft from actually when we're recording this on the Friday. So yesterday's draft, the final round, as far as I understand, unless there's another round before July 10th, but I don't think there is. This should be the final round. If it's not, cool. There's going to be more signings. But Mad Dog Matt Cross officially drafted signed to mlw so now you're talking like mad dog talking davy richards you're talking everyone that's already in the roster you're talking new additions like alex zane aramis uh say alex zane uh the suplex machine sorry what's his name alex kane alex kane there you go zane kane it's very similar alex zane is now already stirring we love alex zane though. we do love alex zane, alex zane was a og alex guest, zane fans former guest on straight talk which was great one of my early vidcasts which was awesome um but yeah so the suplex machine is there we've got like so many great additions and so much of the roster is now built up the heavyweight division and the middleweight division are very very stacked Jacob Fatu will have a lot of new competition on his hands, as will our boy, the young goat, Myron Reed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Matt Cross will be working in that middleweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he it's it's not wouldn't be a surprise if he got a heavyweight shot eventually down the line. Wouldn't surprise me, no. But I mean, we all know that obviously the, the as far as I see the plan going for the heavyweight, if I could spin this for a quick second, and we'll get into our, our thoughts on the new additions to the roster. And uh, shout out to Court Bauer again, the Matt Genius. He did the damn thing. Matt Cross was huge. When I saw that, I marked out crazy. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what the Mad Dog brings to the table. But looking at the logical path for the heavyweight championship, Battle Riot, it's coming July 10th. We know that. We know exactly what the parameters of Battle Riot are. You can win by throwing your opponent over the top, Royal Rumble style. Pinning, submitting, all that stuff is on the table. Again, how somebody's going to be able to submit somebody or pin somebody in the middle of the ring when they're going to have so many different uh, factions in there. Like, I don't see you being able to pin Myron Reed if Jordan Oliver's in the ring. I don't see you being able to pin Davari if Simon Gotch is in the ring. You know what I mean? There's going to be so much 
uh, a lot of inner workings and a lot of short-term alliances, which happens almost any type of these matches. You're going to get those short-term alliances. But we obviously, at least we predict that Hammerstone's going to win it. I, I think Hammerstone is going to pull out all the stops. He's going to put 199% into that match. He knows that this is his his shot to get that heavyweight title shot. Otherwise, that gatekeeper clause is preventing him. So uh, I, I think Hammerstone's got to do everything he can. I think he will. And, and I'm going with Hammerstone to win it all. Right. So we've, we're both agreed that Hammerstone's going to win it all. And exactly how that story is going to unfold, we'll all have to watch July 10th to figure out. But Hammerstone wins. So he passes the gatekeeper clause. He gets a shot at Batu, the, sh the shot we've been waiting for for two fucking plus years. And we, we, hopefully it'll happen and then it happens i'm not going to predict the outcome of that match because i really have to look at everything logically on the table before i predict it but let's just say for argument's sake fatu retains for argument's sake right now. okay you have to look what's next past hammerstone maybe there's another match but at that point once he gets one or two shots at it i think he's going to have to go down to the bottom of the totem pole and start climbing again so who's next in line i mean obviously you would think Davey Richards. But to throw a curveball in, yes, Mad Dog Matt Cross will most likely be working in that middleweight division. But it's not to say that a middleweight has not been granted a title shot before. Of course. And it's not to say that a middleweight can't give Fatu a run for his money. Because while Fatu is strong, he's agile, he's athletic, and don't underestimate his speed. Of course. If he were to go into anyone from the middleweight division, I would like to throw Mad Dog Matt Cross into that conversation because I think Fatu versus Cross for the MLW Heavyweight Championship would be a great matchup, if not a paper pay-per-view caliber matchup. Not to say that Hammerstone versus Fatu would not, but all I'm saying is we have to look past Hammerstone to include somebody else in the running in the conversation, or better yet, why not a triple threat? Davey Richards, Mad Dog. But two, actually add a, add a fatal four-way. Maybe you throw Hammerstone back in the mix. The fact is, is that there's a lot of ways that these other bodies, these other great talents could get a shot at that heavyweight title. As we've known, the heavyweight title really is not for heavyweights anymore. Correct. Anybody can get a shot at a the, the top-tier championship at any promotion. And depending on how the stars align, you could get... A guy like Mad Dog, who is very similar size, maybe a little bit taller, probably mostly taller than Daniel Bryan, a very similar build and size. Daniel Bryan carried how many heavyweight champions? Oh, there's there's no question that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, your physical stature, your size isn't uh, going to be immediately reflective of what you can do. Right. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Sure. We've seen giants killed before. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I, I would like to think too, I would like to maybe throw King Muertes in that discussion too, because I think Azteca Underground is going to be coming hard. Uh, well, King Muertes already is going to have a title up. I mean, let's be honest. We all love Richard Holiday. He's been a multiple time guest here on MLW Rewind. We love him. We appreciate it. the face of MLW. But he, he's got a huge defense happening on July 10th. King Muertes. Like, I mean... Do you really see, other than Holiday finding a way to strategically win by placing maybe a proper ref in the said scenario or having a, an interference? I'll tell you right now, Holiday will remain champion. Okay, let's play it out. Let's play it out your way and then we'll play it out my way. 
How does Holiday plan for, here's my question for you, how does he plan for somebody like Ving Marites, who is a beast and who literally can hit you 20 different ways? And I don't mean physically hit you. I mean, he could come at you from low, from high, from mid. His speed is very, very underestimated. And don't get me wrong. I mean, when you go against a guy like him, you obviously have to account for his power. But don't sleep on his agility or his athleticism. True. But is he dynastic? I don't know if he drinks coffee. Then he's no competition for Richard Holiday. So you're Richard you're, has superior intelligence. Okay. Superior speed. Yeah. Superior technical ability. Okay. I think that once King Muertas gets a, a, a whiff of that rarefied air, he's just going to choke on it. And hmm. you'll see Richard Holiday retain. Okay. And maybe you're maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Richard Holiday retains. But now can I play it out my way? Please do. I foresee, like you just said, you said right before you went in your Richard Holiday love fest, you said Azteca Underground is going to be coming hard. Now, they already have the tag team titles. They tr- they technically had the open weight title by stealing it, but never officially had it. Right. But I'll give them that under basis. So for a little bit, it was in their camp anyways. Not officially, but in their camp, that title was a part of it as well. So right before the season ended last year, we got a little taste of what Azteca Underground looks with multiple championships. Now, it's going to be a long while before we get that build to Contra versus Azteca Underground. It is going to happen this season. I guarantee it, but it's going to be a while. You have to get through the Hammerstone storyline first. Absolutely. So maybe this time around, you go after another title that's recognized but not recognized on the same caliber. I mean, let's face it. The Caribbean Championship, Court Bauer, or the powers that be at MLW have not come out and officially said the Caribbean title, the Caribbean Championship, is an official MLW title because it's not. It's another organization's title that they do have a working relationship with. Azteca Underground tried to also buy that said promotion, but fell flat when Savio Vega said no way. Then he was buried alive, but lo and behold, he's being reincarnated because he's going to be a battle riot. Apparently, he's been reincarnated. Uh, also, Conan was supposed to have died, but I've seen Conan all over fucking AEW. And, so, and shout out to Conan because he he verbally murdered Tully uh, last week. Oh, that wasn't even that wasn't even fair. That was just the that was just uh, <clears throat> ruthless. Anyways, um, ruthless so, aggression. No, it was beyond ruthless aggression. It, it was that, like, that was like a crime. Isn't there like a specific crime when you like assault an elderly person? Isn't uh, it like beyond just assault? Why don't we just call it a... Att- uh, yeah, that was attempted assault, murder. Assault with an attempt to body. That was aggravated assault. Aggravated assault. Okay. I like that. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I think, you know, Richard Holiday being the Caribbean champion just elevates the prestige of that title so much. Okay, he's not here right now. But you don't I, have it's to in their her. best interest to ensure that Richard Holiday stays Caribbean champion. Okay, whose best interest though? MLW? MLW. But MLW has no investment in that title. But officially. they have investment in Richard Holiday. Because he's the only guaranteed investment. Okay, fine. They have investment in Richard Holiday. I'll give you that one. It, and also, stop pandering. He's not here. I'm not pandering. He's 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 a superlative athlete. He is. Don't get me wrong. I love Richard and everything he brings to the table. But the fact is, Muertes is a tall, tall mountain to climb. And in this matchup, for the first time in a long while, the champion, in my eyes, is the underdog. I disagree. 
Okay, you disagree, I disagree. That's okay. We don't always have to agree. But like you said, to go back to my original point before I was cut off so yet again. Muertes does not beat does not beat Richard Holiday. Okay. Hammerstone defeats Jacob Fatu. Okay. Then the open weight title is still on Hammerstone's shoulder. Right. So Hammerstone has to defend both titles. They'll probably vacate it. He probably has to pick a title and they'll have they'll vacate it. Okay, let's go with this for a second. So here's how I see this playing out. You've kind of given your thing. Hammerstone's going to vacate it. The open weight title is going to become open. So now it's a, now there'll probably be a tournament or maybe another battle riot riot style matchup right. to crown a new open weight champion. Fine, no problem. I still think the open weight title should be a money in the bank style title. I feel like if you have it, you should be guaranteed a title shot at any time. That's the way I look at the open weight title. At any time? Anytime. You could cash in, vacate your title for a heavyweight championship title shot. I've said it multiple times, and I've never been told it's a bad idea. I've been told it would be an interesting way for things to play out, but well, never been told it's a bad look idea. Look at what New Japan does, right, with their briefcase. Right. It's it's like a title. Like, you can lose it. You Whoever's got that briefcase gets a title shot. Right at, at G one or and you can challenge that for that briefcase at any time. Right, right. No, but you can't. It's the winner. Whoever's got that briefcase at the date of the show gets that title shot. But the briefcase, you can lose it in a match. That's what I'm saying. You can. You so I could come out if you have the briefcase. I could come out and say I want a shot at that case. Yeah, and you can. And if I pin you, I get that case. Right. So it's always a scramble to try and get that case before. So it's almost like a twenty four seven title, but cooler. Yes, exactly. Or it's almost actually let's let's pay homage to a, another title that was twenty four seven and it was defended in a lot more entertaining way was the hardcore, hardcore title yeah so that okay so that's that's my point however you want to work it make that title that style of title because let's be honest Hammerstone held down the open weight title he annihilated all comers anybody who challenged him except when Mortis stole the title but then he reclaimed it anyways by right. beating Mortis's ass here's what I'm saying. The only way Richard Holiday can retain the Caribbean Championship and Azteca Underground not to gain another championship in their faction would be for Hammerstone to come out and interfere. But that won't happen. The only reason I say it won't happen is on the same night that Holiday has to defend his title, Hammerstone has to prepare for possibly the biggest match of his career at this moment. True. Next to after winning and accomplishing Battle Riot and getting it then you'll have to prepare for jacob for two but until that moment right now at this moment in time a week from now hammerstone has to prepare for all the superstars all the different styles he's going to face in that ring he's going to have to figure out who's his alliances because i don't know has richard holiday officially yeah, he's in he's in it so he's in but what type of mood is holiday going to be in if the caribbean championship match does not go to his outcome probably a dynastic mood Probably, but is he going to be there to help Hammerstone? Or is Richard also being Richard? If he loses one title, Battle Riot is an opportunity to possibly gain another. Hey, you know, it's it's every man for himself in that type of situation. Alliances exactly. will be made, alliances will be broken. Short-term alliances are a part of this style of match. So even a guy like Myron Reed might, for a short period of time, depending on who else is in the ring, align with, say, a Davari just because it's a necessity at that moment. But the fact is, is if this match doesn't go the way Holiday thinks it's going to go and he ends up losing the title to Muertes, now they have the tag team belts, they have the Caribbean Championship. Then you're going to throw in who they're bringing into the fold. And don't forget, a lot of these new draftees 
are drafted with the intent of possibly being included or enticed to join Aztec I, Underground. I could swear Matt Cross was drafted by Aztec Underground. You may be right. You want to check it I'm in gonna, the meantime? I'm going to check that in the Google. Okay, machine. you check that in the meantime. But to go out and finish my tirade of where I was going with this. If that happens and Richard drops the title, Hammerstone goes on to claim victory at Battle Riot and eventually, hopefully, overtakes Jacob Fatu and his amazing heavyweight championship reign is in the dust. And we haven't seen a reign like his or Hammerstone's in some time. That's true. There haven't been champions with that many days with the belt strapped around themselves. Unless you count the likes of a Bruno San Martino who held it down for so many days or Ric Flair in his early days in his career. Those these type of title rings don't happen in modern day wrestling too often. By the way, I was correct. You were correct. Azteca so, Underground, Matt Cross. Azteca Underground, Matt Cross. Okay. Former son of Havoc, obviously. Okay, so it all makes so. sense. The stars are aligned there. But here's the thing. So then you got Mad Dog Matt Cross, who's also now a part of Aztec Underground. So he's going to be involved in the fold. So you have to think. So there, you, there, that's what plays out perfectly then. You're right. Mad Dog, middleweight division. There's Azteca Underground representation there. Um, so all the stars are aligned. If they play this properly, Mad Dog could give Myra Reed a run for his money. Richard possibly losing the Caribbean Championship to Mortis. That's another strap. They've already, Lowe's Parks already has the tag team belts. Then you got to figure out, they're going to go after the two eventually. That's when the feud will happen. That's when it'll percolate and bubble. You just got to figure out the right representative to be in line with Fatu. That's what we're going to have to figure out how that story plays out. And who knows? Just because the draft is over doesn't mean we won't see any surprises come July 10th. Of course. And we're going to talk about those in a minute. But think about it, thinking about it logically and from a wrestling perspective, and I do have a great mind for the business. I'm not a bad booker. I'm not the world's greatest booker, but I'm not bad. I've made some, some pretty awesome dream matches in my time. The fact is, is that I see Hammerstone taking this. I see Hammerstone going at Fatu, beating Fatu. And maybe you're right. Maybe he has to pick a title. So you can't have both. Or maybe he has his first defense being the open weight championship and he ends up losing it to somebody from Aztec Underground. Maybe even Matt Cross. Matt, Matt Cross could give Hammerstone a run for his money. For sure he could. So the fact is, is that at one point in time this year, we may potentially see three, possibly four titles all in the Aztec Underground camp. Oh, yeah. Minus minus the heavyweight championship when eventually it happens that it is Hammerstone versus Fat 2. Now, if I could pose another question to you, and again, Richard, we wish you the best of luck. I'm not saying I'm not pulling for you. I'm just saying it's not going to be easy. Dynastic or not, 20 cups of coffee before the match, don't, don't mimic. Don't do that. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a difficult mountain to climb. All right, you know what? Put a stamp on it there, buddy. It'll be easy What's your running time on this match? How long do you give Richard Holiday to retain? 13 minutes. 13 minutes. 13. Nine minutes, Richard Holiday loses the title. No. Okay. So should we place a wager? I'm not a... I'm not, a, uh, a I'm not saying man. money. I'm not saying monetary. Well, what kind of wager are we talking here? We're talking... Um, you're supposed to be making me some spiffy vests. Yeah, well... I, oh, you want me to do that on the, on the his house? On the his house. All right. And in turn... We can figure out what you need from me. All right. All right. Let's do it. Okay. All right. There we go. It's been made official. Okay. And the running time really has nothing to do with it. We're just playing the outcome. You're saying Holiday retains. I'm saying Meritus becomes the new Caribbean championship. 
or Caribbean champion. Sorry. So I got, I got no, you got no qualms about it. No. Okay, perfect. Then we're good. The stars have aligned and this bet is now official and the fans have witnessed this belt. It's happening. This, this bet is going down. It's going down. It's happening. So now that we've gotten past all the possible scenarios of how things are going to play out, looking at battle riot, I want you to give me one surprise one so so one surprise entrant that we don't know who may show up at the 2300 arena mm-hmm. uh actually you know what for fun give me two okay you don't have to necessarily give me reasons why but give me two two surprise entrants that you see appearing at battle riot give me a possible dark horse who may shock us all and court bauer could swerve us like we talked about before we push record and hammerstone may not possibly be the winner then give me a definitive pick. And if it's Hammerstone, it's Hammerstone. But give me a definitive pick, a possible dark horse, and two surprise entrants. You don't have to give me reasons. If you want to, go ahead. All right. My definitive pick would be Hammerstone. Okay. We've already pretty much established that. Yeah. Dark horse is going to be Davey Richards. Okay. I don't know if he's necessarily a dark horse, but I don't think he, people are expecting him to come out on top, having just arrived and, and getting used to MLW again and stuff. So, okay. Um, Surprise entrance. I don't know if he's got a no compete, but it would be real cool, even if he didn't stick around, if he was just a surprise entrant and not like a like a 15 second come in and boom, you're out, right? Not even a 15 second come in, be in battle riot for for a little while, get eliminated or whatever, would be Tommy End, the former Alistair Black. I've been vocal that I, I know he I think he wants to go to Japan, but I think he would be such a great fit at MLW that the martial arts background. His his style, his charisma, he'd he'd fit in so well. But yeah. uh actually I don't mind that at all. I think he'd fit in with Team Filthy really, really well. Absolutely. He, that's what I'm saying. Like, because MLW's got that different style where they're a little little bit more MMA, a little bit, a little bit just different, which I like, right? So he would fit in great with that style. Second surprise entrance. Hmm. I mean, remember the remember whose house we're gonna be in. It's the house that ECW. Built. Yeah, so you, you you never know. You could there's there's a lot of uh, even the ECW guys who are signed still wrestling. Most to of impact, them, yeah, to impact. But impact impact has a working relationship with MLW, i.e. TJP. That's what I'm saying. Right. So they it wouldn't be a surprise to see like Tommy Dreamer pop up. What or, do you mean? What do you? Wouldn't it be cool? Just I mean. I, I know his health is up and down. But wouldn't it be cool just to see Sandman for 10 Yeah, seconds? Sandman comes in, lays cracks a beer over his head. Kendall maybe hits everyone. a couple. Yeah. Couple, and then somebody and then, just throws him out. Yeah, just, he yeah. just fucks off. So, okay, so that's your, that, that's your, so that's you're saying right. an EC or ECW OG. Yeah. But you're not going to name one or you're going to name I, I would go with Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. Okay, that's fair. I like that. Tommy Dreamer is an easy pop. He's a great guy. Everybody loves Tommy Dreamer. He's, he's the, the heart and soul yeah. of ECW. Uh, okay, and then your other surprise entry is Tommy End, aka Alistair Black. If you don't know what his name was before he got signed to WWE, correct? Um, and you're picking your dark horse is Davy Richards. Davy Richards and Hammerstone is your definitive. Hammer. I like it. I like everything Our you boy said. Boy Hammer. Boy Hammer. I like everything you said. Now I'm going to pose in that even tougher question. Oh shit! I want the final four. Give me the final four. That's so difficult to predict when I don't even know the. the who's coming in okay but you know who's made them made their intentions known i'm going to be in battle right we already know who has made their intentions known myron reed has made his intentions known uh aramis all the new draftees have pretty much made their intentions known because this is going to be their first chance that tjp has made his intentions known everybody's made their intentions known 
The only one who hasn't is Buku Dao, but I could give two fucks about that. So the fact is, is that everyone on Buku Dao, I'm not hating. I'm just saying I give a fuck about that. The fact is, is that we, we based on who's going to be in it right now that we know, give me a final four. We're having a little fun here. I'm not asking for, you know, the crystal ball to be in line. Perfect. So obviously Hammer is going to be one of okay. them. He's going to win it. He's okay. going to be in the final four. Okay. Uh, and, and I would probably think Davey Richards is going to get there too. Mm-hmm. Tom Lawler could be up in there. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Um, man, that last pick's a tricky one, though. I I would I would say Myron Reed. Um, I don't think Myron's going to come out on top in this particular match, but I think he's got the skill, the tenacity, uh, and the ability to to get right to that to that to, final to, four to hang to the final four. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so that's your that's your final four. That's what I'm going with. Okay, so now here we go. My two surprise entrants, I already kind of laid one out. I kind of threw it out there. Sandman. I think Sandman will come back because he is also one of the most recognizable faces in ECW history. So oh, I think yeah. Sandman is going to be there. I also think another surprise entrant, which I don't think would be necessarily a bad idea, but I think it would be entertaining as all hell if it did happen. I would like to see um, somebody from uh, a Dragon Gate show up. I, I know they're... We already know the, the relationship is established. And I know the last episode we did, I said, hey, all Japan. That was my fault. Dragon Gate. It all kind of comes together. It was a mistake. I owned it. I owned it. It was a mistake. Jackass. So anyways, somebody from Dragon Gate, I would like to see them come into the fold. I would. I think it would be interesting. I'm not sure who they would bring out to be the first representative for us from Dragon Gate. It would have to be, I would want to say it would most likely be their champion, the current face of the company. Because if you're a champion, you're the face of the company. Yes. And I'm just looking, uh, just checking up Dragon Gate real quick because I have. I have a Dragon Gate DVD somewhere, but it's very old. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably like when the Pac, roster Pac was there. Yeah, the and... roster that that is there now is not the roster from the DVD, so I can't be current on who is who. Uh, I know uh, Shun Watanabe, mm-hmm. aka Shun Skywalker, mm-hmm. is pretty awesome. So then, uh, I that's think... the that's the one person I know from Dragon Gate, really. But so uh, that, that would... would be that would be an interesting. Okay, so there, there's my there's my two surprise entrants. Um, my dark horse pick, Mad Dog Matt Cross. There you go. Um, my definitive pick, Hammerstone. We've already laid that out. Our definitive pick should not be a shocker at this point because we've been talking about it for weeks. Um, and my final four, Tom Lawler, Mad Dog Matt Cross, Davey Richards, Alex Hammerstone. Okay, so we weren't too far off. From no, we weren't. Final fours. I, and I, don't get me wrong. If I had to do a, an honorable fifth, I would throw Myron Reed in that conversation as well. But I also think at this time in his career, I don't want to see him go after Jacob Fatu. I don't want to see a potential Jordan Oliver part two squash match. What I want to see is Myron run that middleweight division and be a true defending champion, which we already discussed per our conversation with him. He's going we know to he's be. going to be. And I also don't see it as a bad idea because I actually creeped Jordan Oliver's uh, socials and mm-hmm. uh, he posted a picture not too long ago of him looking quite lean. As in, drop some weight. He's no longer a heavyweight. Looks like he may be bas- possibly back in the middleweight. Now, I understand that Myron already stated it. They're good. Yeah, yeah. But again, good. Battle Riot could potentially open up new wounds. What if, at the right moment, Myron seizes the, the shot or Jordan seizes the chance to eliminate the other. Well, that's what I'm saying. When I say alliances will be made, alliances will be broken. Exactly. Anything goes. When it's when it's a title shot on the line, 
Friendships now, go what, out the window. What if, what if, even though Contra has, uh, Joseph Samael has complete control of his team, of his camp, they're all focused, they all know their jobs and what they're supposed to be doing. What if a Davari or a Simon Gotch break the mold and they also show up as a potential final four? If I got to put anybody in the conversation, I want to put Simon Gotch. The only reason I say that as a person, complete and utter dick. As a wrestler, okay, his ability, in my opinion, he is one of the most underrated wrestlers in MLW. The man can break your body down in multiple ways. Okay. I also, I just, there's something about, I've never met him in person, so I don't have anything to back up the dick stamp state. Yeah, then why do you say he's a dick? Hold on a second. Just because the way I see him carrying himself and the stories that I have heard of people that have had interchanges with him have not always been the kindest. And he's very, he's one of the few that I was on Twitter that will go at you for a while before oh. either you give up or he just says, fuck you and blocks you. Interesting. I've heard that. And I've heard that from sources close to myself and I'm not going to reveal those sources, but I've heard from other podcasts that have had some dealings and it hasn't always been positive. That's why you don't really hear Simon Gotch too much on a lot of podcasts other than when he was on Talk is Jericho talking shit about Enzo and everybody else in WWE. Then that was the thing that happened. Was that when he? Was that when he? Uh, That's right when he got released. Was that when he said how Enzo ratted everyone out for smoking weed in the dressing room? Yeah, and also that Enzo, uh, when they were watching, uh, they're watching an old. They have like these video sessions where they watch old footage or old matches and they study them and break them down and and they go over kind of how they think it could have played out differently or they. they it's basically like how you would design a match. Studying, yeah. It's it's designing a match one on one, and apparently I can't remember who was in the match. But it was somebody that had a very similar name to a current WWE superstar. And when he said that, he's like, I didn't know his grandfather wrestled. And Simon Gotch was like, just because they same last name doesn't automatically mean that they are fucking related. So that was a whole thing on that. <laughs> but again, that was basically just Simon Gotch trying to show the world how green uh, Enzo was in terms of not being an efficient or aficionado, if you will, in yeah, he history. Wasn't, he wasn't a, a wrestling guy per se. He's not a historian. Yeah. And, and that's that, okay. And that, and that's okay. There's, there's a, listen, I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. There's parts of wrestling that I've forgotten about that. I remember that a lot of other people don't remember that I've had to prove them wrong by going to the network and being like, look, it happened. I get it. It happened. I was one of the few people that when I interviewed Al Snow, when I had my conversation with Al Snow, I remembered all the shit going on with Congress and those two fucking teachers and they were trying to get his doll like obliterated because it was a mannequin head, but he never referred to her as a her or a him. It was just head. It was no, it was it was they or them. Yeah. It always uh, it always used the terminology. We all have our pronouns now in this in this new world that we're in, which is great. If you have a pronoun, great. I myself do not, and it's not a bad thing. I'm just yes, George. You do. I'm you're, George. You're he or I'm George. him. I'm That's George. a pronoun. I'm George. I'm just George. Yeah, but if I was talking about you and not using your name, I would say him. You know him? You know he? Yeah. Okay. I know him. Oh, hey, do you know George McKay? Yeah, I know him. I know him. Okay. All right, fine. Right? Okay, fine. But I don't, I'm not out there letting people know what my pronouns are. That's all. Well, I'm because you don't necessarily need to, right? Because no. your pronoun is obvious. But for some people, they state their pronoun because it may not be obvious how they wish to be referred to anyways we di we digress you digress whatever all pronoun saying, you use it's is, awesome oh yes i'm just using the pronouns as an example for out but i remember that and a lot of other people did not remember that 
a lot of the comments in the section were like, I forgot about that. Or I didn't know that that happened. Yeah. He was like the hottest news story in the world for like a week and a half. Like David Letterman, Jay Leno, they had sticks on him in their opening segments of their night shows. And if you don't know who they are, younger generation, please Google it because Jimmy Fallon was not the only night show host in the world. There were guys for, there's also a guy named Johnny Carson. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, night shows have been around from like the sixties. So if you guys don't know who Letterman or Jay Leno are, I'm very sad because that means I'm really old. And David Letterman uh, did not always have a beard and look like a mountain man. Like he does on my next guest is he actually was clean shaven and had a full head of hair at one point in time. But as we get older, what are you doing? I don't know. You look like Garth right now. Yeah, I kind of got like this caveman thing happening here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, pandemic here, people. Anyways, anyway, so that's that's my that's my picks. That's my final floors. That's my dark horses. Our conversations. But now, the meat and potatoes of everything we're going to talk about. If you had to look at the roster right now, and the future landscape of NLW has already changed, changed for the better with the additions that they brought in. Correct. Looking at the landscape right now. If we were to revisit this conversation exactly one year from today, so July 2nd, 2022, one full calendar year, mm -hmm. what do you think the landscape of MLW would look like in a full calendar year? That's it's a, a tough question. That right? is a really tough question. That's what I do here, though. I ask because, the tough questions. Because with, with all these factions now, mm -hmm. with... With Contra and Azteca Underground both being so nefarious and, and underhanded. Don't forget uh, about Team Filthy. They're yeah. pretty underhanded as well. Yeah, but like they're underhanded, but I don't think there is like Azteca Underground. I get like it's like evil, like evil vibe. Team Team Filthy, I'm like, they'll they'll fuck you up. But I don't think like they're like evil inside. Whereas Azteca Underground and Contra, I'm like, yo, these guys, these cats are evil. Okay, so who's the evilest? Oh, who has Joseph Semiel by far is is could you imagine the, the innovator of sports terror? Could you imagine the promos that would happen when that feud starts? It's going to be between so the two heads good. of the, of the uh, factions, and that's why I'm saying it's so hard to, to, to say because. But let's have some fun with it. I mean, that's what we do here, right? We predict, we're not predict, but we have conversations about what we see happening online. Just if as you're Tekka not ready, if you're not ready, I can. I no, can I'm ready, problem. but I'm saying just as Tekka Underground uh -huh. and uh, Contra going at it could be explosive it could decimate the landscape of mlw it could throw everything just completely out of whack into chaos utter into chaos, ca utter chaos. Mm -hmm. because these are two dark factions that will stop at nothing to win and then you've got the quote-unquote good guys mm -hmm. we've got the von erics we've got the the uh the dynasty we've got you know all these all these other factions as well that are all vying for their their top spot and their their shot at the big gold. So if I had to look at it, what it would be like in a year, I think we're going to have an absolute all-out war between Azteca Underground and Contra. I think Myron Reed will still be the middleweight champion. I think Hammerstone will be the heavyweight champion, but I think he will be getting attacked from both sides by contra and by azteca underground they're they're, they're both going to be coming for him interesting so it's going to be it's going to be interesting uh tag team titles mm -hmm. i think it's going to be on the von erics by the mm -hmm. time this time rolls around next year so you're saying azteca underground is going to lose correct the titles in their camp. correct okay okay and then as far as the caribbean title goes i would have to say that probably by choice once the middle or excuse me the open weight title is potentially vacated 
I think Richard will probably just let himself lose the Caribbean title so that he can go after the open weight title. Well, who says he can't go after the open weight title? Well, again, he can because the, the Caribbean championship is not officially recognized by MLW. Well, it's not, but we know it, it okay, is. Okay, fine. So why can't he have the open weight title and the Caribbean championship? He can. If you're he's he's as dynastic as we say he is. He, he, he certainly could. It's not with it's not outside of his reach. Mm-hmm. Uh I just think he wouldn't want to overextend himself. You know, he's he's a very busy man. He's got investments and business and, and legal stuff with his dad that he works on. And so, Hammer Dick. And Hammer Dick. So you know, he, he just might not want to fill, his, fill his, his schedule that heavily. Yeah. Uh, so I think he'll just make a, 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 as a businessman, he'll make a business decision. Okay. Uh, I like your thought process. I, I, I have a couple points to address in your thought process that I think is a little bit different in one full calendar year, Myron Reed, you're hundred percent right. Still MLW champion or still middleweight champion, but mind you with a potential loss in between. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know who. In my thought process yet, but a potential loss in between. Let's say, let's just say for the sake of argument, Matt Cross. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, a potential loss to Matt Cross somewhere within that calendar year, but Myron, much like he did uh, against Leo, overcoming obstacles Bounce and just getting, get, just getting stronger. Um, tag team champions, Team Filthy. Okay. I think they are, I, I never appreciated Greeny and Coop. I never really did until in one of my episodes where I went in this tirade of, of how I thought they just, they seemed like they didn't have the passion for it. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell, and it was just an all around bad match from all four competitors in the ring. Uh, but I, I focused on Greeny and Koo a little bit more. And then watching Filthy Island, my perception of Greeny and Koo changed for the better. And I saw the potential that could be there. I'm not saying they're completely over in my eyes, but I appreciate their ability and what they do bring to the table. I see them. As the tag team champions, when it will happen, I'm not sure how it'll happen. I'm not sure, but sometime within this calendar year, I see them as the tag team champions. Tom Lawler, I see him as the open weight champion. Okay, I could see that. Just because if you think about the workhorse of MLW, if you think about the guy that has literally put in blood, sweat, and tears, I'm going to give it to Tom Lawler. Because here's a guy who wasn't even supposed to be here. He's not supposed to be in wrestling. He's got the ability for it, but nobody ever gave him a fair chance. Right. Then he was given an opportunity, and he is, next to Richard Holiday, one of the best Mike men in MLW. Oh, for sure. Uh, he's also got a great mind for the business. When he does underhanded shit, it's entertaining. And the, the piss test was gold. He also drank quite a bit of it by accident, but a lot of it went in. A lot of it. And it was all over his face, but he still cut the promo with piss dripping down his face. So I got to give it to to Lawler. At some point in time over this next calendar year, he will be the openweight champion. Uh, Richard, I see the dynasty is no more. The dynasty, in my opinion, should have really ended when MJF left. And I think all three of them, the the remaining members should have went their separate ways. But I get why they they stayed connected because they are. The dynasty. I right. get it. And Richard did say he's always keeping his eye out for another potential member to add something to the table. But right now, there's nobody else in MLW that is as dynastic as him and Hammerstone. Correct. But I see the dynasty 
coming to waste. And I see Richard Holiday and Hammerstone fighting it out for that heavyweight championship. I, I could see that. I see it that way. Which means, obviously, I'm saying yes, Hammerstone will, at some point in time during this next calendar year, he will take Jacob Fatu. I also see Jacob Fatu breaking away from Contra. I see Jacob Fatu turning on Joseph Samael, Davari, Simon Gotch, anybody in the uh, the Contra camp. I see him going out on his own because he is the Samoan werewolf, i.e. the lone wolf. He is somebody that I consider to be somebody that doesn't need somebody. The only time he really needed somebody from Contra was when Calvin Tankman came this close from making him no longer the champion. Davari had to give him the flag, cause the interference, yada, yada, yada. We know how it played out. Right. But that's how I see the landscape there changing. And the final tidbit, the Caribbean Championship, I see being represented by Azteca Underground for a very, very long time. Not to say that King Muertes is going to win uh, uh, at Battle Riot, but I, I did pick him. I think he is going to win. But if he doesn't, at some point in time over this calendar year, he has to lose. He has to take it from Holiday, and it has to set up Holiday being frustrated. Maybe he goes on a downward spiral, a couple of losses. That sets up the potential build of Dynasty imploding. Absolutely. And I think it wouldn't be a bad idea, even if at Battle Ride he loses the title. Then he goes out and finds a way to fuck Hammerstone over. Because at the end of the day, it's all about rarefied air. Well, yeah. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Exactly. And the stars would align for that to be the case. So there's so many different ways that Court Bauer and the amazing team in MLW could play this one out where it could be nothing short of successful. But with more eyes on the product, they can do so much more. And don't forget about not only having more eyes on the product, but the fact that all these new eyes can go back and watch the catalog through the Vice TV app now, because they're putting it all up on the Vice TV app. They're slowly pulling it down from YouTube and switching it over. Right. Not like NWA, which just took everything down in one shot and nobody was prepared. I remember I went to the fucking NWA. I'm like, okay, I know they're switching to Fight TV, but I figured you, there'd be like a couple announcements. Hey guys, no. for the next month, you know, do what you watch, what you want, what you can. But eventually, we're, no, it was just like one day the NWE channel ceased to exist and everything was on fight. And that's cool. But Court Bauer playing a little bit safer, a little bit smarter. Watch what you want while you can. But eventually it's all going away. I went back and look, tried to look for shit from like four years ago. It's not there. Yeah. Everything's like two years or two years or, or newer. They're making their way up. Exactly. They're making their way up. So And that's fine. But with the more eyes on the product, the sky's the limit. And I would also like to see, again, I, I've. I've pandered for it. I've wanted it. I've I've yelled and screamed for it. Now with more eyes on the product, you have to consider the women's division. The women's division. You have it's um, overdue. And you know what? Right now, the only the only female right now in MLW is Alicia. So I <clears throat> um damn it, I can't remember whom it was, but I was uh, somebody who had posted something on Instagram. It was a female wrestler. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was uh Zita Zang. Okay. Uh, somebody posted in a comment on one of her pictures, why didn't the MLW women's division ever happen? And she actually responded and just said there were some issues, but she kind of alluded to the fact that she could see it definitely happening in the future. So that would be real cool, especially if Zita Zhang is, is up in there because she's, she's awesome. It's a little open-ended right now, though, too, because of the simple fact that in the future, 
does not give a definitive timeline in the future. Could right. Be 10 years from now. Correct. We, but, don't, we don't know what in the future means. But, you know, if they were to add another half hour, or even an hour to, to fusion, that would really open up some, some extra spots and you could have a women's division. You could start at small six, seven. Now think about battle ride for a second. Yeah. I mean, this is a match, the Royal rumble match. I mean, again, not to, I'm not comparing W. No, it's I'm, different. I'm using it as an example. Correct. The time, the time of a Royal rumble match. Have we've seen Royal One matches go an hour plus, right? Almost all the time, and that's with a top rope elimination, right? right. We're talking pins, submissions. We're talking. You got to keep your head on a fucking swivel because you could be pitting someone, and next thing you know, at that same time you're pitting someone, I could put you in an ankle lock. Correct. So <clears throat> the world is the options of winning this match, and again having those surprise like, oh shit, I didn't think he was going to get eliminated, and because he didn't have his head on a fucking swivel, Tom Lawler took advantage. You know what I mean? So. How, what do you think the first episode, the season premiere of MLW is going to look like? Are we going to go for a two hour just because Battle Riot's timeline could be longer than anticipated? And we already know there's one match, right? The Caribbean Championship match most likely going to kick off the show. Mm-hmm. It's going to kick off the show. Got to give that a runtime of at least 20 minutes for argument's sake, because we have to, we have to have my nine minute and your 13 minute in there. So, right. right. I mean, you know, for all we know, we both could be wrong. If the match goes five minutes, Technically, I would win because I'm closer, but I didn't say five. This I isn't the nine. price is right, motherfucker. But the fact is, is that that'll let's argument sake, let's say 15 minutes. Okay. That, that's both. So that's 15 minutes, leaving 45 minutes for Battle Riot. Not possible. With all the entrance, even if everybody runs down and they only make every entrance like 10 seconds. No, they it's going to be longer than that. Dude. So that's what I'm saying. So for the season premiere, are we looking at a two-hour season premiere just because it's a season premiere? They've done that. It's Chicago PD and Fire do two-hour premieres all the fucking time. What? Chicago PD, Fire, uh, Med. Uh, I don't it's know what you're talking about. Dramatization show on TV. I'm saying there's TV shows. All I watch is wrestling. Dude. Okay. So, uh, well, there's a little bit more wrestling in the world. TV shows out there. Fuck off, will you? TV shows out there. When they have like a cliffhanger, they'll come back and do a two-hour. Or if it's a six-hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah. Big Bang. Star yeah. Trek used to do that shit. Star Trek, okay. yeah, right. And Big Bang has done, like, to use a comedy sitcom, a half an hour show. Big Bang has done the one-hour season premiere. Right. They've so, okay. It's it. going to be two. It's going to be two, maybe even two and a half. Because Battle Riot, I don't see how you could get through all those competitors. Well, it's also on a Saturday, which is great. Well, yeah. Which is fucking great. So, there's there's options. And I'm excited for what the future holds. And I can't wait to see... The landscape i can't wait to see the crowd again i can't wait to hear how hyped up people are going to be because i'm going to be hyped up from my home because i can't travel i will also be hyped up from his home yes so the fact is is that next saturday we're going to have pizza wings with beer on ice well the beer's on ice the pizza and the wings not on ice that's going to be nice nice and hot uh right. right out of the oven but uh the fact is is that we have to we have to assume that this is going to be a two or two and a half hour show yeah, could potentially, possibly, maybe even be a three-hour show because who's to say there's going to be more than one match on the card? It can't just be the Caribbean Championship and then everything about Battle Riot. There, oh, yeah, no. And don't forget, there's going to be promos. There's going to be segments. Segments. We have to figure out what's going to happen with Gino. Oh, here's another possible scenario. Gino gave Holiday pretty, pretty nasty concussion right when the season ended. Holiday came on our show. He said he's fine. Everything's good. No problem. He's going after Gino the legal way. But what's to say that Gino won't come out and get involved in that Caribbean Championship match? He tried to take the title from Holiday, and he couldn't do it. 
what if he finds a way to help Muertes do it because it's a necessity of evil? I'm going to fuck you over and you're going to lose the title. Given the just cowardly sneak attack perpetrated on Richard Holiday, I wouldn't put it past Gino Medina to get involved and try and cost Richard the title, which of course would be out of Richard's hands and and not his fault. Just completely undynastic. It wouldn't be his fault. You know, it, it would be Gino's fault. And he should probably be sanctioned by MLW if, if he does interfere. What, like the uh, the $2,500 fine that TJP got when he put Buku Dao out of commission for weeks at a time? Yeah. I mean, that was not, that's not even legit. That's like a slap on the wrist. A guy like TJP, $2,500, it's no problem. Well, There's cash in the bank, baby. Well, Gino Medina. Twenty five hundred bucks. You know how you know how most contractors are people who work independently. They put aside money for taxes every year. I bet you these guys put aside money for taxes and fines. Get a bank a little bit just to make sure when shit goes down. I bet you they don't even put aside money for taxes. Well, I'm not going to get into that. Now you're just now you're going down a rabbit hole. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm kidding. Everyone pays taxes. I'm not even going to get get into that. But I'm saying if 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 they're because they're all independent. Yes, they have contract, but taxes. They put money aside for taxes when they do the independent shows because you can't say oh. uh, I didn't. I I only did my impact contract, really, because I'm a wrestling fan, bro. And I saw you here, 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 yeah, here, yeah, here. They know, right? So they have to they have to be smart and be cautious for their business, for their name, because it is their brand. Um, they probably do put aside money for fines, well, unless you've got a father who's a lawyer. I'd right? say so putting aside money for fines is a pretty good idea. I'm sure Richard also has an account in the Caymans. I do too. Probably just got an escrow account just for fines, quick cash, fines, fines, and quick cash. And he's got a truckload of earbuds in a storage facility. Because I, I know I've seen a lot of those AirPods break. I mean, low-key when he threw them, those things smash in a million pieces. Oh, yeah. He's got, he probably just could sent them for free. Speaking of which, um, you know, that could be another surprise entrant too. Loki was not part of any of the drafts. We know he is MLW, but just because he's not, he wasn't drafted, and not returning. And again, I don't know if this is the last draft. I think it is, but there could be one more before Battle Ryan. So there's still time to dish out one more. Low-key could be a low-key surprise entrance. And I love Loki. We've seen Loki wrestle at a, a, a at a Destiny show here in Mississauga, and the guy's a lights out. And um, Yeah, it's hard. Well, yeah, and we also saw him knock out Bud Heavy in eight seconds. Eight seconds. Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy could be there. He's not going to be a, a, a big fixture. He'll get thrown no, out they'll, almost they'll, instantaneously. There'll probably be – there's going to be some some surprises in there. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I hope it's butt heavy, man. The eight second man. We called him that to his face, and he didn't shy away from it. He was the eight second man. All my exes call me that. <laughs> so, guys, hit us up with your comments. Hit us up with your thoughts. Hit us up on socials. You know, to follow MLW or be affiliated with MLW in any way, you got to follow Straight Talk Wrestling. And it's at the YouTube page, Straight Talk Wrestling. That's when you'll find MLW each and every Sunday when we drop it. And um, follow my partner in crime here. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at the real Uncle Bobby B. Absolutely. And that's uh, this is it for MLW. This is the last episode right before the new season kicks off uh, of Rewind. So we, we are very excited for Fusion. We're very excited for what the future holds and the landscape holds. Uh, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts, predictions that you want to throw out for Battle Ride? That's something that maybe have popped in your head, uh, like the Gino Medina angle popped in uh... mind? I can't think of anything that, that's popping in mind. I just want to wish good luck to Richard Holiday. Not that he needs it, but, you know, just in case, uh, I hope that Gino Medina doesn't perpetrate anything. Uh, I'm just looking real forward to it. I think MLW 
is uh, making some waves in the pro wrestling industry. They've got a real good thing going on. And if you're not watching MLW, I don't know why you're listening to this, but if you're not, then you, you should be because it's sure. great, great wrestling and great entertainment. It is. It's bang for your buck. It's entertaining. And it's a young, fantastic, talented, hungry, chip on their shoulder kind of roster. They're not quiet about the success they've had. They're not quiet about the talent that they have. And they literally changed the landscape with this draft. They added some amazing talent. They put some eyeballs. And don't forget, Dragon Gate has to come at some point. May not be Battle Riot, but at some point this season, Dragon Gate will be another uh, faction or entity to, to deal with in MLW. And that could fuck up Contra or Aztec Underground's plan. So we don't know what's fully going to happen. Uh, we also know that Selena De La Renta is not dead because rumors are spewing that she has potentially been signed to WWE. Uh, not official yet, but I've had seen things and heard things. She's been spotted at the Performance Center. Who knows? I'm not sure what's happening there. But if she does pop up on WWE TV, best of luck to you uh, in all your future endeavors. Uh, but right now, the only queen that counts for MLW is the interview queen, Alicia L. Toot. Uh, She is the only female <laughs> on the entire uh, team. There may be some women in the production side of stuff. We wouldn't know about that. But on camera, talent, she's all I got. But again, a women's division is overdue. It's time for a women's division, a woman's title in MLW. And you know what? We already pitched it in our possible draft with our good brother, both from one, one half of the Dirty Heels podcast. We pitched a lot of great female talent. So, uh, and I know Court Bauer has seen the show before. And I know he, eyes are on us. So, you know. Speaking from a fan's perspective, guys, it's overdue. It is completely, utterly overdue. Do it. Exactly. Do it. As always, I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. And I'm Uncle Bobby B. Peace, love, and wrestling. And we will see you guys right after the season premiere of MLW. Peace. Adios.